Okay, so um, a lot of times we talk about Parshas B'chukot, which is Bahar B'chukosa this week. Um, but a lot of times we talk about B'chukosa, so we focus a lot on the on the Torah, on the negative, the uh, scary part, right, that Rebbein Shalom threatens us with the things that will happen if we don't do what he wants us to do. Um, but I thought today we'd actually focus on the opposite. We'll talk, start with the first part, which is the brachos, right, the things that Hashem promises us if we do the right thing. It's a little more positive, you know. Um, but there's actually some interesting things to be said and that are a little funny if you take, take a look at the brachos. So let's start, source number one is the uh, initial right, beginning of the parasha, parasha b'chukosai, and how we get this thing rolling. So it says the Torah, if you're going to keep my, my, uh, my, my mitzvos, big discussion, if mitzvosai tishmoru, then what's b'chukosai, fine. But the point being, if you're going to keep my mitzvos, and you do them, then what happens? Then what happens? I'll give you rain on time, and that's not right. The land's going to give off its proper fruit, fruits and vegetables, etc. 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 I want to show you a pasuk in pasuk yud, pasuk ten. Okay, actually, let's go back. Uh, let's go back one pasuk, pasuk tes. Ufanisi aleichem v'yfreisi eschem. So Hashem, I just mentioned in a couple of seconds before, I, I'll, you're going to chase your enemies, your enemies won't chase you. It's going to be good news for Israel and its enemies. And then Hashem says, and I'm going to turn towards you. We actually mentioned this before, right? Panim, we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. The idea of, of panai, the facing element. But and what's going to happen, I'm going to face Yitzchem, I'm going to cause you to multiply. You're going to become a, a large nation. And I will fulfill my covenant with you, right? Hashem made a covenant with us. If we follow His His laws, so He's going to be good for us. And if we don't, not so He'll He'll make sure to f- you know fulfill His side of the deal. And then the Torah says, "Va'achaltem Yashan Noshan, Yashan mipnei chadash tosio." So what's going to happen? You're going to eat Yashan. Something's Yashan. What is it's it? A special hashkacha. Okay, <laughs> Yashan. Very good. Yashan. Right. But it actually means it actually means it actually means something similar. What does that mean? When something is Yashan, what does that mean? From the last year. Yeah, it's old. It's from the the previous harvested year. Correct. So something is Yashan. It's old. So okay. So this is part of the brachos. Hashem says, "Be'achaltem Yashan Noshan." You will eat that which is. Old. Amazing. I'm going to eat which is old. I'm going to eat that which is old. Okay. Um, and then, what's going to happen? And not just Yashan, Yashan Noshan, like the double language. Like, super old. You're going to eat the things that are super old. And the, that which is old, because of the new, will be brought out. Meaning what? Bring out the old stuff. I'll take out the new old to bring in the new. Okay, it's very nice. And then Hashem says, "When I start the Mishkan, I'm going to place my Mishkan amongst you. I'm not going to be repulsed by you. And I'm going to hang out with you. All those things are amazing." I definitely don't want to do that. I was just going to open the door. <laughs> <laughs>
Cool thing in case someone—it's very cool. Davening, they can't get to the door, so you can bust them. But anyways, okay, sorry. Yeah, here we go. So, um, fine. So good. So all these things are really great and fine. There's only—I I don't know. You tell me. Hashem is going to do amazing stuff for us. Everything's going to be great. Our enemies aren't going to chase us. We're going to have a mishkan. Hashem is going to walk amongst us. We're going to be his nation. We're going to be a great amount of great people, etc. And Hashem says, and by the way, you're going to eat a lot of old stuff. It's like a little weird, right? It's a little bit of a weird thing to say. Right, especially because it seems like it's coming in the list of good things good that things. are happening to you. Right, there's a but list I guess of good that things. Is a good thing. Why is that a good thing? Okay, it's good. So, so, so first of all, is it, is it a little bit of a weird thing to say? You like to say it's You said weird things, that's all right. No, but it's a little bit funny. It seems a, li- it seems a little funny, right? You're going to eat really old stuff. And then, and then the old, you're going to get rid of because of the new. Well, then what does that mean about the old? Right, now it's, you know, if, we had, if we had logically said, oh, maybe it's good to have old, but then why would the Pasuk then say, oh, and don't worry, we'll get well, rid of Well, get rid of the old. Right, I thought the old's right. good. Right. Yeah? Okay, okay. So it's a little, it's a little funny. Well, yeah? I mean, it could, it could mean, like, imagine, imagine storing grain and uh-huh. things like that, right? Uh-huh. So if you have an abundance then you need to make room for your new... Like, you have so much stored that you're going to need to move stuff out of okay. storage in order to put in new. Right, so it's like isn't so bad. Right, it's an expression of abundance, maybe. Right, I have so much. Like, at some point, I have to get rid of my old clothing to bring in all my new clothing. Right. Oh, right. so, so how much and nice also, stuff like, you have. Stability, the fact that you can be in one place for so long that you can accumulate things is a okay. positive thing to good. wandering people. Good, good, good. Okay, that's good. I like that. It's also a transition. Transition. Because, you know, you don't just totally want to get rid of everything. You want to, like, slowly... Slowly. Move into something new. Right. Not having bare shelves is also good. You're not going to have, like... You're not going to have bare shelves and have to just bring in new because everything's bare. Okay? That'll also be positive. When you compare it to the man, like, why is it such a big deal that there was left... Like, why couldn't you have leftover man? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, what you're saying, like, that it's a lot... Like, you're right. Like, keep old before... You, and it's a very different concept from like what the man was, where like it was like unlawful to hold it over. Hold which, it by over. the way, maybe speaks to why it's positive. Mm-hmm. Talking to people who have been told that they're not allowed to hold on to the old, right? Right. So things will be good. You'll be able to hold on to the old. It's like, whoa, that's already like, wow. Like, yeah. can you imagine having shelves with stuff on them? Because right. right? they weren't allowed to do that. It's a good point, right? Maybe that's also part of the part of the good, part of the good. Okay, good. Anything else here uh, make you? Bothered, frustrated, angry? No. Okay. Is it a weird way? The second part of the tire of the sentence of the pasuk is what it mean? weird? The yeshan mitnei chadash totziu is that is the order, grammatically correct? Or, yeah, is it just I think it's grammatically correct. Of the yeah. Words a little off or not? Um, I hear you. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Shouldn't waste food even if it's shouldn't waste food. Good. Okay, so we have to see. So let's see. So let's go. So let's go with our. Confusion or frustration a little bit with the old old being good, and maybe we're not so bothered by the new coming in and removing the old. That's not so bad. The only thing that's a little funny is that if the old is so good, so then why are we getting rid of the new? But okay, let's see. Take a look at Rashi. 
Rashi in source number two says as follows. Ve'achaltem yashan noshan. You're going to eat very old stuff. Haperos yu mishtamrim v'tovim lehit yashen. So Rashi says, no, it's not going to be old. What's going to happen is, v'achaltem yashan noshan. It's going to be things that have been there for a long time. What's going to happen? They're going to be preserved. Right? The chiddish here is not that you're going to eat old things, but that that which should have become old will remain new. Right? V'tovim yashen. They're like, you know, they'll like, Mature gracefully uh, the food rather than rotting out. Right? The old from the past three years will be good, will be better than that which happened before. Why is it talking about three years? Because that's part of the promise. Right? Hashem promises that this is connecting back to Shemitah. Right? That Bahar talks about Shemitah, Hashem makes a promise. If you don't work the field for year number, year number seven, I'll make sure that the food from year number six is enough for six, seven, and eight. Right, so Shem makes that kind of like outla- almost like outlandish promise that the, that you'll have three years worth of produce from you know from one year, so but the even more, yeah, even harder, yeah, correct. But that was the promise. So Hashem says, so as he moves into Parshat B'chukosai and the brachos, he says, well, by the way, I know I'm going to ask you to do this, and I'm promising this bracha, and you're going to be worried. How am I going to hold on to, to grain for that long? It's not going to work. The answer is it will. Right, that might be a nice. Right, but it's going to be, that's what's going to happen is I'm going to have the, so Ve'achaltem Yashan Oshan Rashi says, what do you mean? It's not old, it's, it's preserved, right? It's that which should have become old, ends up being preserved. Okay, so that's like, and then what about Ve'ashan B'nei Chadash Totsiyu? Next Rashi. Shihu ha-granos meleos chadash ve'autsros meleos yashan. What's going to happen? That the, the threshing floor will be filled of new stuff. Your storehouses will be full of old stuff. You're going to have so much, you're going to have to move like a second storehouse to make room for all the new, right? That, that's how it's a positive thing. Fine. So it's a, it's a nice shot. It works, right? It, it, it answers our questions, right? It's old. Okay, it's not really old. Old, old that is preserved and so much that I have to have brought in. Okay, fine. Look at the Orachim in source number three. Orachim writes like this. Ve'achaltem yashan noshan. Perush. Shelo titafesh ha-tvua. Right? Someone's where Rashi says. It won't become rotten. Ve'lo tiyen yerkevet. O tibaseid ma'achilas ha-politikin. Ela adaraba. Tivcheru le'achol hayoter yashan. Right? What's going to happen is the older produce is even going to be better. Like, like a fine wine. Right, the longer it, it stays, it's going to be even better. Right? That's the language of the double yashan. You're only going to take it out when? The yashan will only be removed when the new stuff come in, comes in, because otherwise, you'd have no reason to. It's just as good, if not better, than the chadash. So you're just going to take it out because the chadash is coming, but otherwise you'd have no reason to take it out. Ela mipnei chadash totsiyoso. V'tam shikas ador azeh kan, v'lo mikomol l'mala. Why are you mentioning, meaning, the Rokhaim says, wait a second, you should have mentioned it back when you told me the rule in, in Parshat Bahar, this promise. I'm going to have the triple, the triple, uh, you know, triple year. We're going to have, you know, so much, so much, uh, so much to sustain us. Why didn't you mention it there? Right? Why? 
and he wants to like emphasize how great it'll be. Shagam sheyifre ve'yirbeo some, even though they're gonna you're gonna become such a great you know such a large people. Af apichein ti yelahem haflagas hatov sheyachudashan. Right, he wants to focus on even though things are gonna be you know good for you, and what happens when things get good? What do we get nervous about? It? Let's say we if population explodes, what what becomes the fear? Scarcity, right? That's like totally, right? that's a, a very even, you know, you talk to like, you know, people are worried about population of the, of the, of the earth and things like that, right? How's, how is the world ever going to maintain all these people, right? So, Yibon Shalom says, I made the world. I'll, I'll figure it out. Like, it'll work. Don't worry. Right? And the Baruch gives a promise. Even though I'm going to make you great, there'll still be plenty of food for all the people. Don't worry about starvation and all kinds of things going to happen. I'll take care of it because I'm in control. Okay, fine. So that's answer number two. It's, it's relatively similar, right? But uh, uh, an idea that Hashem will, will take care of it. If Hirsch, in source number four, gives a little bit similar, a little different, the Chiyakar should get even different, and then we'll give an even more radical, but I think really nice shout also. If Hirsch writes in source number four as follows. So he, if Hirsch backs us up to the Pasuk before, right? What was the, before we talked about eating old produce, Hashem promised us that He will make us great and He will fulfill our bris. He'll fulfill the, the, the covenant that He made with us. Says Rosh Hashim Increasing, po- oh, see, look at this, sorry. Increasing population always poses the threat of degeneration and immorality. Right? Whenever you have a lot of people, so we, may, we talked about the first part, not having enough food. There's another concern when you get bigger. What happens when you get bigger? The individual becomes more or less noticed, right? The larger your group becomes, the less important every individual feels, and it can allow people to kind of step out of line, right? Once we become bigger and bigger and bigger, so if you had a class of five students, so every student is engaged. If you include a class of 20 students, everyone's a little less engaged. If it's 200 students, even less engaged, right? Every time you expand the population, there's a concern of, yes, scarcity, like you mentioned, or Chaim mentions, but also in terms of what's going to happen morally in that community or that population. Your moral caliber, uh, sorry, you will not be threatened with this danger, for you will follow Chukosai, and you will study and practice Mitzvosai. Your moral caliber will not diminish with the increase of your population, but will rise with each additional person. For, for through this person, you will have gained another member of the covenant with God. And the more you increase, you sh- so shall my covenant be maintained with you. Right? If it works the right way, you have more people on your team, then things get better. Right? But the concern is more and more people means less of a chance of keeping everybody on the same team. But, if you, if you, but, but the, the promise is, is that what? Don't worry that the bris will get mixed up. You, the simple shot of would mean what? That's a, what's the simple shot of that? Like Abraham's breast? Yeah, what's a simple shot? When Hashem says, Fakimoti et Like that will just increase. Like will be like the stars in the sky, like that? Well, I mean, it, just, yeah. if I just read the process by itself, yeah, Hashem, t- no, no, you're right, but I'm saying, Hashem tells us, I'm going to make you increase. Good. And then Hashem says, and I will fulfill my covenant with you. What, what does that mean? Simple, like very simple, not, not complicated. Take care, take care of us. Mm-hmm. Right, simple shot, take care of us. Right, that's, like, that's, how I, that's how I would read it, the simple answer. But what Hirsch is saying is that it's, everything's connected, everything's in context. Right, so Hashem starts the puzzle by saying, He says that they're all connected. It's actually a very, very beautiful shot. That you, 
I'm going to make you increase. And I, you might say, and I'll fulfill my side for you guys. He's saying, no, I'll help you fulfill your side. Right? I'm going to do it with you. I'm going to help you fulfill my bris. Meaning not just my job. I'm going to help you fulfill your job. It's actually very nice. Fine. Just as moral purity, but continues to refresh. Just as your moral purity will not be harmed by the increase of the population, so will the bounty of the soil not be depleted by this increase. The more numerous you become, the more productive your land will become. Again, same concern, the, the physical concern, right? You will be unable to consume all the produce of your land. And this is where he talks about Yashan. Yashan is merely last year's produce. In contrast with Chadash, which is this year's produce. Yashan Noshan is the old that has grown older, that which has been stored for several years. V'yachaltim Yashan Noshan, the produce will not only keep, but will improve in storage. Right? Call it Yashen Mechavero, Yafem Mechavero, the measure says. As it gets older, it's even better. The produce will be in such abundance that Yashan Mechadash Totsiyu, the gradients will be full of the new produce, and the storehouses will still be full of the old, and they'll have to clear out the old to make room for the new. Fine. So the, the, the point that refers together with the Orchim and Kadosh are getting at is that all of your worries about the increase in population, which is something that we want, are going to be taken care of. Because you will, it, it'll, it'll miraculously, everything will stay fresh. And then on the other side, almost miraculously, Hashem will help us stick together and do the things that we're supposed to do to fulfill our side of the deal. Yeah. This was thousands of years ago. Did people thousands of years ago, like, were already worried about overpopulation that was happening? Like, in my head, I'm thinking thousands of years ago, like, you know, people lived in smaller communities. There was land in every direction. In every direction. It's not burial fields where mm. we're like, I need more space. There's no land and no space for a house, like, yeah. confused by this. This was a fear? Like, this was... So what do you think? What's the answer? It was before Columbus, and they didn't know about. They didn't know about the new world. Okay, they didn't know about the new world. This is before any of that stuff. Well, I mean, Rav Shem Shem Hirsch lived like not so long ago, so maybe it's just showing like the um, the timelessness, I guess, of the promise. Like, even if it wasn't a concern for Bnei Israel back then, like it's just a promise that I guess Hashem had in mind that like even when it would become right at some point. Okay, that's one shot. Right, one at some time it would. Right, that's that's. Um, Right. What's the other possibility? Famine. Famine. They also they didn't have mass, you know, mass um, production of food. So like, so yeah. So so maybe there was worry, even though they weren't nervous about like today. We talk about like the global. Again, I don't talk about it. But people who talk about it, the global concern of X or Y or Z. That's because they're they're worried about the whole world. But yeah, but like. Right, but in their society, just within their population, there was still that concern. They only had so much food, right? So even there in Egypt, later on, right, Yosef deals with that question, right? There's still within within the Middle East when they had a famine, that was really a concern. So so, but this is even beyond famine. Just if you're going to have population explosion within a community, we're just nervous. We didn't have enough enough money to take care of everybody, and the cattle and everybody else, and who we who we have to take care of. Yeah, absolutely. Something to be concerned about. That's like the agricultural answers. Good. Good, good, good. Excellent. Okay. Um, the Kliyakar says something else. He says like this. So, source number five. The Kliyakar writes living in like mid-17, mid-1700s. And he writes his phallus. Go where it says, Valtzad Haremes, the second paragraph. Valtzad Haremes, Amar. I'll give you a different, a little bit of a different shot, he says. And what is that? 
Shechros imachem bris, chadasha. There's going to be a time, Hashem says, that I'm going to create with you a new covenant. It's not Christianity. Right? There's a new covenant. Right? But we'll see why I said that in a second. Mikomakom gam habris hayashan lo tufar. Even though at some point, Hashem says, I'm going to create a new covenant with you, the old covenant will not be destroyed. Eliyetafel. It'll be secondary, but it won't go away. And the new covenant will be the main thing. Okay, what's the, he's saying a drush a little bit on this, on this puzzle, right? That the old will be sent out because of the new. What is he talking about? It's a puzzle in Yermiyahu. There's going to be a time, says Yermiyahu, where we're no longer going to say, Who's Hashem? Hashem, it's his son of Meretz Mitzrayim. Hashem, which goes out of Egypt. That's what we always say, right? But at some point, it's going to stop. We're not going to say that anymore. Ki'im chei Hashem, asher hedla v'asher hevi mikol aratzos. We're going to say that Hashem who did what? Who took us out of Golas, out of America. <laughs> out of America, says the Israeli. Right? <laughs> who took us out of America and brought us all back to Eretz Yisrael. That's exactly what we're going to say. Right? Bizman Mashiach. That's what we're going to say. V'amru Chazal. Look, okay, what does that mean? So the, 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 the Pasuk in Yermiyahu says there's going to be a time where we're going to say Egypt, whatever. That wasn't a big deal. <laughs> right? What's big is Mashiach. Right? Compared to, right, there's, a, there's, a lot, there's a lot in this. And Putner has a, a, a whole piece on this. And Pachyazel, he talks about like, that the, the Geula of, of Asad Lavo is going to be so great that it's going to be like, a, like the Geula of Mitzrayim is going to be like whatever. You know? And but is it can be totally forgotten? Ramu Chazal lo sheti akar yitzias mitzrayim legamre. Yitzrayim won't be removed totally. Eli yetofel vekibutz galuyos iker. It'll be secondary, right? And the kibutz galuyos, the returning of everyone to Eretz Yisrael, that's going to be the main thing. Kinisei mitzrayim yutofel el hanisim hagadolim asher yase Hashem laasid kishiyichos bris chadashayim Yisrael. Right? The new, the the new bris when Hashem brings us back to Eretz Yisrael, all of us, that's going to be way more mesmerizing than anything that happened at the times of Mitzrayim. And I understand the Pasuk. Why? Because the Pasuk seems to contradict itself. Why? We mentioned this, right? Uh, we're going to eat the gold. And the old is going to be Gishmak. It's going to be the best old there ever was. Ah, the oldest and the most delicious because older is better and there's more you know, nutrients because it's sat for longer. It's, right, we're like all up on how great the old is. And then what do we say? Don't worry. And then you have all this new. You can get rid of the old. Which, which one is it? Is the old great? Is the old bad? And what's the answer? Right? What's going on here? The point being, no, the Yashan is excellent. The Yashan is amazing. The Yashan is great. Yeah, but compared to the Chadash, which is going to come with the Ula Lasi Lavo, then yes, the Yashan will be kind of like secondary and not as amazing. Fine. Um, and, and, and he says, And since it gives this, you know, sort of like this, it's not a simple shot at all, but it gives this sort of like, you know, remez to this idea of the geula. And that's why Hashem says, don't worry, you won't get destroyed. All this time you're going to be in the geula, I'm not, I'm not going to let you get destroyed. Right? 
Discussed by you. I'm going to basically, I'm going to follow you. Right? And why is that? Ki mishkan hainu mishkan ha'edus. Shenikra mishkan lefish nismashkein ba'avonam she Yisrael. Right? Because what, what's going to happen? The mishkan's when we're not going to call us, no? So what does the mishkan have to do anything? So he says, the mishkan is the mishkan we talk about always, the mishkan. Right? It, why is it called mishkan? Why is, that the, why is it called a mishkan? Lefish nismashkein ba'avonam she Yisrael. It's a mashkon. What's a mashkon? A mashkon is a yeah, it's like a present, but, it, but it's, it's a collateral. The mishkan is the mashkon. It's a collateral. What do you mean a collateral? When someone wants to, to if you take a loan, right? Take, you bought $10,000 from the bank, and what's the collateral? I don't know, my car. So then, what do they do? My car wouldn't be enough. But like, let's say, like, right, but they, you want to come get the, right? What happens if they don't pay up? They can take your car. So how's the mishkan on mashkon? If the person comes after me for the money, what do they take? They take the mashkon and they leave me. Right? They don't take me, they take the car, or whatever it's going to the diamond ring. What's going to happen? We think it's so bad when Hashem destroys the base of Medash. It is bad. But what do they do? Yisrael based the midrash instead of us. Yichlu yichla chamaso beitzim vavanim. Hashem says, "I." That's why we start sitting on on higher chairs already in the afternoon of Tishabav. Hashem has already destroyed the mikdash and saved Kala Yisrael. Right. So that that's what. So once we're talking about this whole idea, bris chadash, you know, bris yashon, etc. That's why the next pasuk is. What does Mishkan do anything? And the answer is, even if you're going to end up going to Galus, I'm gonna I'm gonna preserve you. While you're out waiting for that new bris. Very nice. It's very pretty. It's very nice. Good. I like the Kliyakar. is very, very beautiful. But I want to share with you one last shot. And I tried to find it inside. I don't know why I couldn't find it. I had it in my notes from a long time ago. But I couldn't find it anywhere. And it's a vort said by the Shem Anatov. The Shem Anatov, Rabbi Bernard Weinberger, Rabbi Weinberger, is our Rabbi Weinberger, who was a rabbi here before me. So he was, it's his uncle. That's Rabbi Bernard Weinberger, who's a rabbi of the young Israel of, I think it's called young Israel of Brooklyn, actually. But it was in Williamsburg. Um, there was a young Israel one day, one time. I don't know if there's a young Israel anymore in Williamsburg. But uh, I think it's in Williamsburg. What? Lots of love with that one. Yeah, I don't think there's one anymore. I don't think. Um, here's the rabbi. He writes beautiful, it's beautiful drushos and beautiful, just beautiful. He has, there's five volumes of Sefer Shem and Atov, which is all of his drushos, like just beautiful, beautiful ideas. I only have, it's out of print, so I have four and five. I don't have one, two, and three. I couldn't find them. If you find them, let me know. Um, but I, lo- I love his stuff. It's such interesting stuff. So he says such a, such a great shot in this whole thing. So he says like this. Our question was, right? How is it a bracha? Right? If you listen to Hashem, v'achaltem yashan noshan. We're going to eat old stuff. And it's going to be the best, the old, that's the best. Right? So we said, oh, because old is really good. Right? The old is the best. The old, as it gets older, it gets better. And he says, no. Stop with all like, the fancy pshatim. Very simple pshat. How does a person come they say, Vachaltem Yashan Noshan, and they'll be happy. Because you're, you're going to have, I'm going to give you a superpower, says Hashem. You're going to eat the old, and it won't be as good as the new. And it'll be a little stale. And it won't be the most delicious, and it won't be the best. And you're going to say, It's great. I'm fine. He says, That's the greatest bracha that Kosh Baruch can give you. Vachaltem Yashan Noshan. You can eat old, and very old, and the oldest, and you're going to say, It's fine. 
I'm totally good with that. Doesn't bother me. I'm what, totally happy. What's making us say that? What? what? What's causing us to say that? That's the bracha. If I so I'll, so, I'll, so I'll tell you what I, what I think the full shot is. I, I couldn't find it inside, so I'm just telling you like the idea they said. But I don't know if he says it like this or I'm saying it like this. If you learn the mitzvot, if you keep the mitzvot, if you live the Torah life, what's going to happen? All this bracha. So we think, what's the bracha? It's like, like mina shemayim, fairy dust is going to come down and like sprinkle bracha on our lives, right? So if I do X, Hashem does Y, and then like poof, bracha, right? What's the other way? Probably the more rationalist it's Rambam perception. Perception. But it's like it's almost like a consequence of it, like mm-hmm. like like what we were saying with Rav Shimon Karl Hirsch, like keeping the Torah. The, the consequence would be to like even if there's population growth, that people are going to stay on the right path. So same thing, like keeping the Torah, like sets your mental expectations, and then people will just be satisfied with not having the most materialistic. If you have the pro- if you're really if you're really a person who understands what a life of Torah is all about. What my job is in this world, and what I'm here to accomplish, and the values of Torah, and what's really the value of Torah, and what's not the values of Torah, right? You just sift out all that stuff that's fake and doesn't matter, right? Again, we all need physical that we, you know, you know, we we know we need balance in life. Everyone needs some things. We don't, we can't live in a set. You know, uh, they say like I, I don't know if it was like Raya Levin, I think Chavetz Chaim. I don't know. They had like like a bench in their house, like they had no furniture. Why not? He said, well, I'm just passing through. At a bus stop, you just have a bench, you know. Okay, so that's like amazing if you're a environment. But like most of us are not like that. Okay, I have a couch in my house. It's okay. I have more than one couch, right? But but there's a balance, right? There's still a balance, still a balance, right? What really matters, what really doesn't matter, right? And if I if I live a Torah life, v'achaltem yashan noshan, you're gonna feel just as good with the yashan as with the chadash. You're gonna feel good about it. You're gonna love it. You'll be so happy. You might even be happier with it. Because I don't need that. I don't need more than that. I'm good. I'm fine. This is great. What I have, whatever I have, what Hashem gives me, is great. And what's going to happen is I'm going to live that happier life, right? And, and the simcha doesn't come from getting the things that poof fall from the sky because I I get my end, God, so He'll keep he, He'll keep His end. But rather, it just happens naturally, right? It, I'm going to become a person who can have that appreciation. For the good, I brought for you a, just a little piece from uh, Dr. Pelkovitz. Dr. Pelkovitz. It's really a form of gratitude. It's really a form of. I would say it's really a form of. Of um, it's not natural because it doesn't happen naturally. It's a, it's an avoda, right? But it's 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 almost like a natural outgrowth of living a Torah lifestyle, right? To recognizing the need for balance the things we care about, our spiritual growth, things that help me in my pursuit of my Avodos Hashem and not, the, not you know, physical things that we need to the amount that we need them, but not more than that. Mm-hmm. And that when I, when, I, when I really, really get it and I only ask myself the question, like, what, what does Hashem want from me? And sometimes I say it to my students, I'm like, like what, well, should I do this? Should I make this decision? I say, sometimes it's like, I'm going to ask you a, a, a little bit of a crazy question. Ask yourself this question. If you were talking to the Rebona Shalom, what would he say? And they're like, what? what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know what he would say. I can't tell you what he would say. But ask yourself the question. What would your bone shalom say? He knows you. He knows what you need. Because he, he, he made us, right? Someone's asked myself that question. Right? Like, Hashem knows me. 
He knows what I need. He knows what I, he knows what's extra for me. He knows what's basic. Because every person's basic is something different. It depends on how you grew up. It depends on your experience in life. It depends on your physical needs. Everyone's different. It depends on your, 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 your stage of life, right? Every person's different. But you just ask them that question, like, what is it that Hashem would really think that I need? Right? That's a really hard question. That's really hard. It's really hard, right? But if I think that way a little bit about myself, right, even to a certain extent, right, it, it changes the way I live my life, right? And I think it, it, it takes work. It's not, I don't think it comes naturally. But, but the argument is that the, the ultimate bracha is to be a person who can see bracha. That's the ultimate bracha. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What's Chazal, things that we know from the time that we're little are so, so transformatively true and real that we don't even think about it. Pirke Avos is not like for children. Pirke Avos is for adults. Is like one of the hardest things to live up to. It's so hard. But it really actually transforms your life. Even if you can do it in some areas and not in others. Right? It's really the truth. That is, it's, it's the richest feeling because it stays. It's not fake. Because if I'm really just trying to catch up to everybody else, so then I, especially in this, in this, uh, this you know, year, like right now in society, like you can't catch up. It's going too fast. It's, fa- it's going faster than you can ever purchase enough things. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You always do feel behind, right? So like, it's just, it, it, it's never going to work. So in any way that we can find that spot, so then we're in good, good shape. But take a look at Dr. Pelkovitz. There was a symposium apparently uh, in October 2014 <laughs> on the question of what makes us happy. And they had like different people, you know, Tal Ben Shachar and some of these other like experts in the world of happiness presented on the topic. So Dr. Pelkovitz presented on the topic. This is just one piece of something that he said. It was actually, a, it was actually like TED Talk type things, I think. Um, but this is one of the things that he said. The English word happiness is related to the prefix of words like happenstance, hapless, and haphazard, which implies that happiness is tied to chance. If you're lucky enough to have the right kind of life or the right kind of possessions, you're more likely to be happy. In fact, if you ask your group of Americans, what do you think is most likely to make you more happy? The number one answer is more money. That's what people say. That's actually what people say. Uh, The corresponding Hebrew word for happiness is simcha whose meaning people find by putting together the words sham and moach, or where your head is at. It is tied to purpose and to meaning. The founder of Hasidism, the Baal Shem Tov, encapsulated the cognitive element of well-being in his statement. If you want to know where the essence of a person is, look at his or her thoughts, sham moach. Where I place my head, that is where, that's where I can feel. So with this, v'achatim yashan v'shan is not just you know, one bracha, it's like maybe the best Right, that you can get. It seems at the beginning we read it and we're like, this is like a joke, right? Like, come on, like really so great. And even, you know, we love Rashi. And, but like, no, it's, really, it's, it's going to be really good. It'll be really good old stuff, right? This shot to me is like so, you know, it's not the simple shot, but, it, but, but, but maybe it is, just by the way. It's, it's, not, it's not so, such a drush, right? It really, because it is. The point is that you'll become a person who can eat the old and be okay with it. And I think that even if we can, I don't think any of us can. Um, live up to the ultimate level of right? That we can. I'm totally fine with any. I think all of us are. We we have a certain level of need. Um, but I don't even. I should even. Maybe I should change what I said. I don't even know that that's living up to the most ideal. Like to to wear tattered clothing and to, that's also that's not necessarily the ideal, right? The ideal is to be balanced and normal. And the ideal, I guess, is to try to find your need level. 
and, 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 and hang out in that zone as much as you can. And that's hard to do. But I think we all, we, most of us have not accomplished that yet. And that's okay. We're always striving for it. And I think this idea, though, right, is a great way to kind of help us navigate that challenge. And hopefully, again, what we, what we, what we think is we're minimizing our happiness in doing so. And what really is going to happen is hopefully it actually maximizes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. We will.